I think Giant fans will agree with the following statement that I'm about to say, and that is their season is over. And it came to an end in a brutal fashion in just the fifth week of the 2021 NFL season. Hello, everyone. This is Rich Sports Talk. I'm your host, Nolan Rich. Thank you so much for joining us here today. And the New York Giants had a absolutely embarrassing weekend against the Dallas Cowboys. And as a Giant fan, it was just one of those things where it it felt almost like a cliche. You know those cliche in the movies where you always see that person say, well, (laughs) it can't get any worse. It just felt like every moment you thought it couldn't get worse for this team, it was surprise, it, 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 it can. And for the Giants, this season really was about two players and seeing where they would be by the end of the season. Daniel Jones and his evaluation and his progression and also Saquon coming back from injury, and can he be the difference maker? And unfortunately for the Giants, you're going to be missing these guys at least a week, maybe two. And when I say that, I'm going to go with Daniel Jones first. And this is, of course, before a lot of the official reports have come out. This is before, you know, we were still under the initial test. But if I had to guess, Daniel Jones is probably going to miss at least two weeks. Because there are certain levels of a concussion, and we see it all the time, where a guy looks like he gets a bit of a stinger, he walks off the field, looks completely fine, but is diagnosed with a concussion. Those ones tend to last a week. But once again, concussions, everyone's different in how you recover. But the guys that get hit and react like Jones did, they tend to take a while. Because Jones, it was scary. It wasn't just that this is a, it was a scary concussion where he almost fell down walking and they had to cart him off the field. That's how bad he was. So, and if you're the Giants at this point, you don't rush him onto the field. You don't even try. You wait until he's 100%. The same thing with Saquon, but you just hope that both of them get healthy quickly. And it's frustrating because you saw a lot of good things out of Daniel Jones. You saw the progression, you saw the growth this year. And you're, you're terrified that this injury could stunt that growth and really hurt him. And you're not going to get the time to evaluate your quarterback. And then we go to Saquon. And Saquon, to me, is just one of the most fascinating players in football and not in a good way. Because it is maddeningly frustrating for Giant fans when you see the flashes, when you see the glimpses of him being one of the most dynamic playmakers potentially in football, where you could put him in a class like a Christian McCaffrey, an Alvin Kamara, an Aaron Jones, one of these dynamic do-it-all running backs that just can carry an offense at times. And you see the glimpses, you see little teases, you get little crumbs, but once again, Saquon's health has become a major issue with the ankle injury that will likely have him out for listening to what people have been saying, probably at the bare minimum two weeks, maybe longer, who knows? Since Saquon's rookie year, 
He has only played, and I'm including the game in Dallas because even though he left early, he's played for the New York Giants in 20 ball games. Just 20 ball games out of a potential 32. He has missed significant time. He missed time in 2019. He missed three games. Obviously, the ACL last year, and now you have this injury. And it always harkens back to that draft with Dave Gettleman in what I thought was negligence. When you got the reports that teams were calling the Giants about the second pick in the draft, and David Gettleman would not pick up the phone. I am sorry, but I I value running backs highly. I do actually think running backs should go in the first round, especially if they are an incredibly talented player. And I don't have a question that Saquon's a first-round pick. But with the number two pick in the draft, they could have gotten absolute haul for a running back. And how many times have we seen running backs go later in the draft or even undrafted and become great players? But I don't want to just beat that horse to death because we've been down that road. It's always something you talk about with Saquon. You're never going to fully get away from it. And I'll talk about that at another time more at nauseum about how that was just at the time, in my opinion, I said, this is going to be a pick that this team is going to regret unless Saquon Barkley becomes Christian McCaffrey, and that has not happened. And yesterday wasn't just a bad loss for this team. It wasn't just a devastating loss looking forward because the sad truth of it all is the Giants have been a funny team because the first four games, they've been in single possession games. They've had the chance to win games especially after week one, week two against Washington, they had a chance to win. Week three, they had a chance to win. And you just look at this game and you go, if they had won this game, they would have been in second place in this NFC East. And really the biggest thing was pull the Cowboys back down a little bit. Now the Cowboys are four and one. They're looking really good. And I don't see any way the Giants can catch Dallas because you're not getting a wild card out of the NFC East this year. You have to catch Dallas, and Dallas looks great. And Dallas, more importantly, and this is the terrifying thing for the Giants, is they have drafted very well the last two years, where the Giants have gotten some good players in the draft, but you look at Dallas in the last two drafts, and they have arguably right now one of the top two corners in football and a dynamic rookie linebacker that can do everything. And we're not just talking about really good, impactful players. We are talking about potential perennial Pro Bowl defensive players. Which is terrifying because Dallas's Achilles heel was their defense. And now you look at their defense, you're like, oh, they can make some plays now. Dak looks healthy. The offensive line's looking healthy. They are looking like a very good football team. And they are looking like a team that's about to pull away from everyone else in this division. And the Giants, I thought about this. I said, could the Giants, even if Glennon starts the next two games, even if they are banged up, could they, even in the next five games, just go three and two? Just go above 500 the next five games? And I looked at the schedule, and this is brutal. Home against the Rams. Home against the Panthers. At Kansas City. Home against the Raiders. 
and at Tampa Bay. Do you feel like there is one win in there? If there is, to me, it's against the Panthers. And the Panthers is if Daniel Jones and Saquon can miraculously recover and be available in two weeks. And I don't really see that being the case. Because the Rams, this is the this is the scary part. The Rams at 4-1, like you, you're thinking, oh, maybe a team will overlook the Giants. The Giants played the Rams tough last year. I think the Giants are in big trouble because Sean McVay and the Rams were embarrassed by them last year, and they don't want that to happen again. The Rams are also chasing the Cardinals, who are undefeated. You look at the Panthers. Sam Darnold has really come back down to earth, but they have a dynamic offense, and really the Giants are going to need a score of points, and I don't know who their quarterback's going to be. At Kansas City, Kansas City's now 2-3. and three. Every single game from them now is going to be a playoff game. Because that division with Justin Herbert, with the talent that that division now has, they are going to be in a dogfight every single week, and they are going to not overlook anyone because they are, even through five weeks, they're a bit of desperation right now. The Raiders are a funny team, especially with all the things going on with John Gruden. That could be the only other game I really see the Giants pulling something off. So at the very, very best case scenario, you might have two wins there. I feel it's more closer to one, especially with the Panthers, because I don't think Jones and Saquon are going to be fully healthy for that game. And then you got Tampa Bay. And I mean, Tampa Bay, I mean, Tom Brady just threw up five touchdowns and 400 yards against the Dolphins, who are a pretty good defense. So this, this season, which as a fan, you came in with such promise and you came in with such hope that this could be the year where they take that step forward. It just feels like it is all over. And there were some shreds of hope over the last couple weeks. Like this, the vision was close. You could play Dallas and a win, a win in this game. You're only a game behind. You have the tiebreaker. I mean, there was hope, but now you look at the situation with Jones, you look at the schedule. I mean, after those five games, where are the Giants going to be? At the best right now, if you somehow win two games, you still are going to be a 3-7 and seven ball club at the 10-week mark. 3-7. and seven. You're, you're not going to get to the playoffs. It's not like last year. Last year was an aberration because you had a... You're not going to have a division winner under 500 this year. Dallas looks really good. Washington has shown you some flashes. I think they'll be around the 500 mark. I think the at the way they've played, I think they'll be slightly below it. But they'll be, to me, they're the second most competitive team in this division to Dallas. But for the Giants, it just you just felt embarrassed by this team. And it wasn't just that you got smoked by the Cowboys. It was how that game ended where all of a sudden you're getting smoked and then you're seeing the giant players get really chippy and you're seeing giant players starting to get in a fight. You see Will Hernandez trying to get something started and you're, and you're as a giant fan, sitting there going, where was this fight when we were getting our teeth kicked in two hours ago? Where was this fight when we were still in the ball game? And then, of course, what we should be talking about today as the one bright spot is Kadarius Tony. 10 catches, 189 yards. And you're going, Giants have a playmaker. And you scratch your head going, wait a minute. 
He only had negative two yards in the first two games. We couldn't have used him the first two games. And despite the plague of injuries yesterday, with Galladay going down, with Saquon, with Daniel Jones, it felt like every player on the Giants was just falling to the injury bug. It was just insane. You had this one speck of positivity saying, hey, we got this pretty good receiver. He's a good dynamic playmaker. We give him the ball in space. He can make things happen. This is great. And you, you're getting excited. And at the end of the game, you see him throw a sucker punch. And I get he was on the ground. You look at the replay there. Was he thrown a bit after the whistle? Sure, but it's football. That happens all the time. And then you see the jawing, and then out of nowhere, Cardarius Tony throws a punch and hits one of the Cowboys square in the helmet and gets ejected. Two things with that. As a player, you hurt yourself because this great game you had is not going to be the focal point. It's going to be what you did after a play. But then the second thing is, as a wide receiver, where you get paid to make catches, what have you broken your hand doing that? Could you imagine? And he even got x-rays after the game because of his leg. He might be out next week for all we know. But could you have imagined he throws that punch and breaks his hand? You would have been like, that is one of the dumbest things I have ever seen. It would probably go in the Gus Farrat, let me bang my head against a cement wall after scoring a touchdown things of stupidity so you're lucky he didn't break his hand but Joe Judge said after the game that's unacceptable but I'm fascinated to see what Joe Judge does would it shock me if he sits Tony for I doubt the whole game but a quarter in the next week maybe but it's gonna be awfully hard when you're likely down Saquon Daniel Jones and Galladay might be out you don't have anyone else to really play And this is going to be a really important time for Joe Judge because this is going to be a team that could become quickly unraveled. And you started to see some warning signs in that Dallas game with the chippiness late in the game, with the Tony incident punching a player. You're starting to see cracks. And for Joe Judge, he has to healing them up and show that he has not lost this team because you're getting to that point now where it is very tough on losing football teams. It sucks. Let's just be honest. It sucks. And we get to the point now where do guys, if they're banged up, decide, hey, you know, foot's bothering me today. I think I'm going to gonna sit this game out you know and they start making business decisions for themselves we've seen it before with coaches losing the locker room and this is the one thing I worried about with Joe Judge coming into the season was you saw it in training camp when you had a bunch of these players retire you saw that a lot of these veteran players did not like the way that he was dogging them you saw other coaches going you know we treat our players like men they're not kids we're not going to make them run around like that and I said if this season goes south it's going to be fascinating can Joe Judge keep this team together and that is going to be to me the biggest storyline and obviously the Daniel Jones one's big because you're trying to figure out your quarterback 
but we have to wait until he's healthy and see how he looks when he gets back. Right now, to me, especially with this schedule, the question is, can Joe Judge keep this together? Can he keep this from falling apart? Can he keep this locker room together? And if you're a Giant fan, you are hoping that the incidents on the field in Dallas were just frustration in that game and not the warning signs that this team and the foundation of this team is starting to fracture. That's going to do it for this episode of Rich Sports Talk. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of our content. And make sure to hit that like button. We want to get this trending. We want to get as many Giant fans to watch this as possible. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Until next time, this is Rich Sports Talk.